Welcome to Discovering Our Very Best podcast with Chris Conley and Deb Ellis. Stay tuned after this message from our sponsor. With all the headlines, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing, especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Your Edward Jones advisor, Daryl Olson, can help. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, you can work together to help ensure you're prepared for your journey. After all, retirement isn't the end of the trek, it's a new beginning. Stop by the office at 125 South Main Street in Bell Fountain. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome to Discovering Our Very Best podcast with Chris Conley and Deb Ellis. The goal of this podcast is to share thoughts, stories, and ideas, enabling you to become all that God created you to be. Always remember, when there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Hey, this is Chris Conley, and I'm here with Debbie Ellis. We're here to sum up the book, Holy Moments. We're on part four today. And it starts off the power of one idea. It talks about possibilities and gets into this Roger Bannister story. And that's been one I've been familiar with for a long time because I think it talked about 1940s. This guy from Sweden had the idea that he could break the four-minute mile. And and he tried and tried and tried. And it it went on for decades and he wasn't able to. But Roger Bannister in 1954 had a team put together that they were going to get it done. And he had a pacer that was going to, you know, pace him for the distances. And uh, he had done it. He did it at three minutes, 59.4 seconds. Wow. But his record lasted 46 days after it had been impossible. And, and the whole world thought it was impossible. Doctors said the human body couldn't endure that kind yeah. of, you know. But just 46 days later, it was beat and 10 years later high school students were breaking the record so they said since then more than 2,000 people have broke that wow and it's incredible when you think about possibilities I wonder how many times do we limit ourselves because we think that's not possible right I didn't break that record I'll tell you that (laughs) not even close to it and it never crossed my mind and that kind of made me think it was on the last chapter but they talked about that butterfly effect Mm -hmm. and what was it exactly you know how you if they all would I think it was just the idea that if, if a wings. butterfly started, yeah, you know, the momentum, you know, would mm-hmm. could create a hurricane on the other side of the world. Right, yeah. right, and and they they were all, yeah. The butterfly effect suggests that every action, no matter how small, has an effect on the world around us. It is a scientific theory that has been explained with the idea that a butterfly flapping its wings in your neighborhood could cause a typhoon on the other side of the world. Right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. And then you talk about the snowball effect, the ripple right. effect, right. but. When you talked about that super unbelievable runner, I thought of the butterfly too, because if you think of a butterfly and you kind of take it to a creative level, but the butterfly doesn't look back on the caterpillar Mm -hmm. as kind of a shameful, ugly phase of their life, but just like we shouldn't look back on our past and our past is what transforms us. It's part of the transformation and everything's going to be hard, just like that runner right. to set that goal. But hard isn't always impossible, mm-hmm. even though probably people told him it was impossible. It's it's not impossible. So everything is possible. It might just take a lot longer to get to that point to achieve what we want. And the past forms us, but we have no idea the potential we have in the future. That's right. And that's that's kind of a good story with, with that, too, I think. Yeah. 
part. The next piece talked about we live in a world drowning in information oh. and desperate for wisdom. Anything you can add to that? Yeah, we talked about that before right. because with social media and the news, we we hear so, so, so much about all of that. And I think kind of true that life really doesn't get easier. We just have to decide how to be smarter and more capable mm-hmm. about deciding what we're going to do and how we're going to use our time and what information we're going to use and what information we just have to let slide off. Mm-hmm. And in the book, when they talk about holy moments, I think a lot of it is that you just can't be naive or discouraged. You've got to do what you think is right. And you've got to do have a lot of empathy in your life and a lot of gratitude. And you need to reach out and help people as, as much as you can, too. Mm-hmm. The next page, I think around 101, he quotes Victor Hugo saying that nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. Mm-hmm. You know, so many times people have ideas, but they don't act on them. And mm-hmm. I know I've been guilty of that. Why didn't I think of that when I see this invention? Right. Or something like oh, that? yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It's so simple. Right. I could be a millionaire if I right. That's that. I know I've done that. But so often when something comes up, like you asked me to do a podcast and I thought, oh, gosh, I've never done podcast. I don't know if I want to do it, but I always think in my mind when an opportunity comes forward a year from now, will I regret not doing it? And I pose that question a lot. Or if someone would happen to come to me once in a great while for advice, I kind of spew that back out too is, will you regret not doing it a year from now? That's good advice. And I don't know. It just kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. because we don't know how we're going to feel. It moves on, Chris, into a world full of distractions on page 102. Right. And I know right now at this time, I'm heavily, well, I know you play golf. I play tennis. I'm heavily involved in tennis. And it has become distractive to my regular life. I have allowed it to, because we're in tournament times, Mm. to just dominate so much of my time and it's not fair to my family it's not fair to me emotionally or physically and so I need to take his advice because you have to focus and one good thing when I do play tennis and you probably do it in golf too I start getting distracted and I think okay focus focus on the person serving focus Mm -hmm. on where you're going to put the next shot so focus is really important in little things, but it's more important is where is my focus in life? Mm-hmm. And that has to be beyond watching a little yellow ball on a tennis court. Right. And I, I need to learn from that because I think our lives are just naturally overrun by distractions. There are so many things that pull us in different ways and prevent us from experience kind of the beautiful little things in life and impact our future too. So the author talked about living a less distracted life is a path to peace and happiness. And that's that's true, that we're often called in so many directions. Right. And sometimes it's self-inflicted. And, oh, and we tend amen. to point the finger somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But if, if we're involved in 15 activities, you know, how, mm-hmm. how good are we going to be in all those? Oh, correct. So I remember hearing someone say, what is it, good is the enemy of great or something like that, you know, where I can give my best but I can't be best at all things, you know, type of things, what it's saying. So right. you could be asked to be on boards that are, oh, right. that are good activities, mm-hmm. but if they're not the best activity, you know, for you, for the world, for God. Good point. Yeah. You know, so oh. you need to evaluate that maybe things in that manner. Absolutely. Because you get pulled in so many directions. Right. And when they talked about distractions, they're dangers. They can be dangers, even though you're doing things to help others, whether you're serving on a board or you're providing services or you're visiting shut-ins, whatever you do, it can also become an overload and it can present a danger 
for you personally and for those around you. I know the author went into the story about Homer and the Odyssey and how Mm -hmm. the sailors would be called off by the, it was women's voices from the land and they were singing and kind of enticing them. And then the sailors would pull their ships closer to land to hear the sirens and to hear their beautiful voices. But it was just a deathbed because they would hit the shore and they're, yeah, the rocks and, and they would be destroyed. And so, so much in life does lure us. It looks appealing. It looks exciting. It looks like this is what life should be like. What Mm -hmm. are we missing? And we better count on trying to miss it because that could be our own self-destruction. Right. I thought that was kind of an interesting, and that was written how long ago before Jesus was born. Still applies today. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Most things today. (laughs) On the next page, I think it's about page 104, he talks, it's not too late. Right. And then he says, every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And he says, the mind's a powerful tool. We know that, you know. Absolutely. You said in our last episode, you're talking about the mind. And I remember someone saying the mind doesn't know the difference between fantasy and reality, you know, because it's, oh, really? yeah, it's what we put into it. So it, we have to be careful in what we're putting quality, truth into our mind. Because, you know, people, mm-hmm. you, you can wonder, how can they be so misled it's because what they're allowing into their mind, Gosh, you know. Right. So it, it goes both ways. And that's very hard to determine what's good and bad until it's too late yeah. and it's destructive. I've also heard that life doesn't get easier. You get better, smarter, yeah. and more capable. And yeah. that ties in with that. Hopefully we get better, smarter, right. and more capable. Right. But we have to work at it. It's not an easy chore for sure. He says, never stay discouraged. And and the key there is stay because we're all going to get discouraged. The Mm -hmm. key is that we don't wallow in self-pity and we stay discouraged. Yeah, that's true too. And one other thing I saw on that page, I'm on page 106. Mm -hmm. He says, you'll only ever see less than 1% of the impact you have on people's lives. Wow. Um, So we can't get discouraged in that because it's like saying, hey, you got to read this book. And then you talk, see that person a week later, a month later, say, did you ever, no, I haven't had time, you know? Right. And it's like, you know, they, they may not read it for a year or two. But if they, once they finally do, and then they say, wow, I can't believe that I had that right there in my midst and I didn't take advantage of it because it was so eye opening, you know, it's great when you hear that, but a lot of times you never do. So you right. just can't be discouraged. You just still got to be trying to help people become better. Exactly. And then on page 107, Matthew Kelly says, I have found that discouragement is a devil that needs to be driven from our lives with inspiration and that I need a daily dose of inspiration whether that's friends, books, family, just laughter. I think I I know so often when a child laughs, it's just joyful. It's Mm -hmm. just pure joy. And and it's something that we lose. Yeah. And I think laughter is good medicine. I think chocolate's good medicine too. (laughs) There's a lot of things that's good medicine. I'm with you there. But we have to, we have to um, just decide what's right for us. And that's not, that's not always easy. He goes on to talk about being bold, and that is towards the end of the chapter. And just like that, there's two questions that all of us should be confronted with sooner or later. And are you satisfied with your life? Are you satisfied with the direction the world is moving in? Wow, that kind of sums up the whole book, doesn't it? Yeah, it it does. Are you satisfied? Have you ever thought about that? Or Well, I mean, I I would hope that we all long for more. As Mm -hmm. long as we're still on earth, I've always believed that God put us here for something that's not done, you know, if we're still here. 
Right. Sometimes that's hard for a person maybe that's lying in bed, you know, that's an older person, but they could still pray. You know, they can right. still be an inspiration to mm-hmm. others by the life that they live. So I think no matter what life's dealt us, if we're here, God's got There's a plan a for us. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's true. And then he goes on that sometimes we get ideas, Chris, going back to about five minutes ago, and we just swat it away. Yeah. We say, oh, no, that's a bad idea. But then it keeps coming back. You probably have too. I had a couple pastors, ministers at our church. And the one, Pastor Joe right now was, he, he was an engineer at Honda where you worked. Yeah. And he actually was an atheist, a self-proclaimed atheist, but God just kept talking to him and he wanted to swat him away. And God kept talking and talking and saying, I want you to go into the ministry. And he tells the story from the hmm. pulpit, how he goes home to tell his wife, Jenny, that he thinks he's being called to be a minister. And she thinks, hey, I married an engineer. I wasn't counting on this at all. It really threw her a curveball. And then there were ups and downs. He has a lot of stories that go with it, but he's a wonderful pastor now. And he just couldn't resist what God was telling him to do. So if he would have swatted that idea out, right. but it kept coming back, we wouldn't have a wonderful pastor that's helped us and guided us, Yeah, but that was God's plan. I've heard that story from so many pastors, yes. you know, someone that said, I'll do anything, but don't, I'll never preach. And 15 years later, they're, they're still in the pulpit, you know, yes. that type of thing. Isn't so, that beautiful? That is. Yeah. It is. And it's a good story for them to share with others too, exactly, because it's being bold. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. as the author said, bold is, it can be a beautiful thing if you're going in the right direction and listening to what God has to say. After that, he picks up and he talks about the parable of the farmer sowing seeds. And oh. that, that's one of my favorite because so many stories, I, I love when they go into detail to explain the story behind the story, kind of like Paul Harvey used to do. Oh, right. And and this the is one that they story. do that, but they talk about the seeds and how they fall on fertile ground and the stony ground mm-hmm. and different things. But then uh, I've got a Bible here with me. It's just going to paraphrase something. It says, the four types of soil represent the different responses we can have to God's message. We respond differently because we're in different states of readiness. Some people are hardened, others are shallow, others are contaminated by distracting cares, and some are receptive. How's God's word taken root in your life? What kind of soil are you? And I wow. think the important yeah. thing is to recognize we've probably all been different types of soil at different points in our life, you know? Right. And just the fact that someone's not in that fertile soil doesn't mean that they can't be. So we don't want to ever give up on someone, you know, loved ones. We pray for them every day. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was a quote, it goes something like this. I'm paraphrasing, but sometimes when you wonder why you can't hear God's voice during those hard times and those Mm -hmm. trials in life that remember, and this is why I like it probably remember the teacher is always quiet during the test. And God has a plan and you have a purpose. So I like that. Sometimes when you wonder why you can't hear God's voice during your trials, remember the teacher is always quiet during the test. That is powerful. That is when you think about it, because it's true. We'll pray and pray. God, why aren't you answering me? Right. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this or that. I heard a preacher say recently, he said, I always pray for a learning heart or a teachable heart, you know, something like that. Because like when you were talking about, you're not patient. If you pray for patience, you're only going to get more trials to make you a patient person. But if you pray for a heart that's receptive to learning, that may be the wrong thing. Yeah, possibly. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) After 71 years. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You're a little late on that advice, (laughs) but you're right. You're right. It has to be me that's opening my heart up to to learn to receive that virtue of patience, right? Right. 
Good point. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Mm. I don't. That might be helpful. Mm. I might be a whole new Debbie the next time there you, you see go. me. There you go. <laughs> Who mm. is that lady? <laughs> In the book, he talks about how holy moments hold the power to set people free from meaningless and hopelessness to live rich and purpose-filled lives. And I think that's simply that we can't refuse to underestimate God, that he has right. that power. And through holy moments, we have that power to change and help people right. one by one and go into the multiplication factor and right. change the world. We'd said something in the last episode, and I was thinking at the time, you know, the the, the quote, with God, all things are possible. There's something out there that goes, um, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And that's always meant something to me because it's like, you know, David was the lowest of his brothers. Right. There's Moses so couldn't, yeah. yeah, right. Moses had his speech problem. Mm-hmm. All the people that God chooses seem to be less than at the top of society. And, mm-hmm. he, and he does it so that people would recognize that God's power is behind that person because they aren't right. the president or, or somebody that, that's important. We've all got to be receptive to when God makes that call. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're weak at certain times, but if we listen, he'll make us strong enough to sure. get through what what we need to get through. That's that's kind of going back to the hope message we talked about. Right. And when we talk about our life and what's we're bombarded with from media or just evil thoughts that we have to remember that life we talked about doesn't have a remote. We have the ability to change it. We have the ability to get up and turn that channel and change our right. mind and change our direction. And it sounds easy again, but it's not. Right. He talked about there's so many critics and they may not be verbal, but like you said, whether it's coming from your mind or right. thought Satan puts in your mind, but we know what's possible and we know God wants what's best for us. So we mm-hmm. we just have to push forward. And I think sometimes too, change is scary, you know, changing the way we look at things, our attitude, but it's also scary if we stay the same, right. if we're the same person we were 10 or 20 years ago, Right. that's pretty scary too. And yeah. That, that's we, sad almost. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you, you just can't wait for everything to be perfect. You have to change. Right. You have to change to make your life more perfect or more like God wants it to be or has promised that we will eventually see in heaven. So right. I think that, that is a good thing. Summing up at the end, Chris, I'll just go to the last page. Yeah. The author says, so decide today once and for all that each day for the rest of your life will have a positive impact. Decide to be the difference that makes the difference. Decide that your part, however small, will not be left undone. Decide to light a candle rather than curse the darkness. Decide to collaborate with God to create holy moments. And decide to share the wisdom of holy moments as far and wide as possible. And I, I think it's, it's basically just filling your life with love and kindness and gratitude, compassion, generosity. Right. Just help, helping others. And I think anytime we have a moment to share a holy moment with someone, then that's the chance we get and we do it boldly. That's right. I think we've offered the book up. Mm-hmm. We've gone through this book. What do you think? What's next? What's our part? As individuals? Yeah. Just to continue. Living doing, it out? Yeah, living yeah. it out day yeah. by day. And it seems easy, but it is. And I just, I think that it's unexpected kindness. It's a kindness that just comes out of you mm-hmm. to help others and that empathy. And unexpected kindness is probably the most powerful, least costly, doesn't mm-hmm. cost anything to be right. kind. And we sometimes underrate the agent of change that comes with kindness. Yeah. Because if all of us are kind, gosh, the world, wouldn't it be a perfect place? Sure. <laughs> My wife and I, when we go out to eat, which we do that probably more than we should. But, uh, <laughs> it's okay. When we do. It's a date night, Chris. Yeah, it's, that's right. <laughs> when we do, 
it's refreshing to see someone with a smile on their face. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's been many times that we've commented to someone, you know, that it's mm-hmm. really great to see that you like your job. And mm-hmm. I think we just need to do that. When we see things that are that are out of the ordinary, we've, we need to take a moment to tell the people that are, whether they're serving us or whatever encounter, that uh, we really appreciate what they bring to their work. Oh, it's, it's so true. It yeah. is. And I was trying to remember where there was a quote about that and I'm not saying it quite right if you pay a compliment a sincere compliment to Mm -hmm. somebody it's like the best gift you can give them because it changes how they feel and they look in the mirror at themselves right I go back to a Zig Ziglar story that I remember talking about this he said that he saw a guy at an airport cleaning tables and he said the guy would have hurt people because he was so angry in the oh. way he was going about it. And he said, he stopped up to him, tapped him on the shoulder and he said, Hey, I really appreciate the time you take right. to do this because if you didn't do it, then I wouldn't have a clean place to set. Absolutely. And he said, I went and sat back and sat down and he said, that guy's demeanor changed 100%, you know, and oh. he had a smile on his face and he just went about his he had way. A purpose. Yeah. Right. right. He had, for a while, others. I think he forgot about his purpose. You know, it was just a job. Right. So I think when we can have the opportunity to brighten someone's day, not just the person that looks like they're having a good time and tell them, but the person that's not and say, is everything okay? Can I pray for you in some way? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. And I had mentioned one of our former ministers, he and his wife, when they go to a restaurant, they always ask the hostess or the waitress or waiter, can we pray for you? And he said, it's amazing how many will say, yes, I I'm going to have surgery or somebody just passed in my, or I have a financial difficulty and, we forget those are little things are so important right. and probably made that person's month week, yeah. year it might have turned them around for exactly their life, you know? exactly exactly and that's a, like matthew kelly said there's a 99 percent chance you'll never know the outcome of that but that right. shouldn't stop us from doing the right thing exactly right, right. and most of the time we will not know right I think this pretty much closes our review of the book, Holy Moments, but uh, we want to remind you to stay tuned for the next four episodes because we've got some people from the Bell Fountain area that we interviewed. Right. And um, the concept is, if you're listening outside the Bell Fountain area, is God laying on your heart maybe the opportunity for you to do something in your own community, whether it's a volunteer or whether it's to start that program that maybe has been on your mind for some time. So there's a lot of opportunities to make Holy Moments, whether it's Logan County or whether it's counties outside. So mm-hmm. we hope good. you uh, enjoy that. Thank you. I think that's a great idea. Thanks for listening to Discovering Our Very Best podcast. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with friends. Remember, when there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. The Rise FM Podcast Network.